Welcome to my first podcast about the MCU, the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Um, it's been 28 days? Yeah, it's been four weeks. It's been four weeks since the last time I, uh, or it's been four weeks since The Mandalorian Season 2 ended. So, I've been doing a bunch of movies and stuff from the, the award season coming up. And I've been doing a couple TV shows that I've been watching. Uh, I have a whole bunch of stuff coming out ahead, but I mean, what the podcast is probably going to look like for the next eight weeks, it's going to be me talking about WandaVision a lot, at least once or twice a week. And, uh, yeah, I mean, yeah, that's, that, that's a good place to begin. WandaVision has finally premiered. I stayed up to watch the premiere at 3 in the morning. I watched both episodes. Um, and here are my initial thoughts. Where to begin? Uh, I don't think it was worth staying up until 3 a.m. to watch. Definitely not. I thought, I don't know, I thought we were going to get like a little bit of story, but we re really didn't get too much story. It was mostly just like Wanda and Vision in the 50s. And it's really cool. It's kind of funny. But I kind of lost, like, the Marvel charm of it. You kind of have to remind yourself every now and then that you're watching something from the MCU. So that part I didn't really like about it. It was also just, like, honestly, like, a little disappointing, the first two episodes, just because, like, there wasn't really anything to happen. Like, for those of you who thought The Mandalorian was slow, Get ready for WandaVision because I have a feeling this is going to be a slow season. They're really stretching the story out, I can tell. So that makes me a little nervous because I don't know how you can do an entire season like this. I have no idea where it's going, but we will find out. Alright, I'm just going to start off uh, breaking down episodes 1 and 2. I'm kind of going to go back and forth between the two episodes because they both premiered on the same day, but I won't normally do this because they will be releasing one episode every week now until the season ends uh, in the beginning of March. I think it'll end, yeah. So I'm just going to start off. Um, I mean, last time we saw Vision, he died in Infinity War. Um, and when he was thrown on the ground by Thanos, he turned gray. Now this is interesting because Vision's suit is gray in the comics, so it's like the cinematography and homage to his suit in the comics? That's probably a stretch, but we'll see. Also. I'm gonna 
start right away by saying, um, I do not know anything about Marvel Comics, really. Um, I really have to, like, look up most of this stuff, but I am sharing it with you guys. So, we're gonna learn this together. <laughs> My Star Wars knowledge is a lot better, but we'll see. Okay. Um, last time we saw Wanda was when she was chilling with Hawkeye at the lake in Endgame, with that beautiful score in the background. And like I said before, it takes place in the 1950s sitcom, basically. And, uh, I don't know, there's a lot of questions, like, did Wanda create this dimension so she didn't have to grieve Vision's death? Is that what's happening? We don't know. Here's another interesting thing. There was a, uh, so one of the commercials for WandaVision at the end, somebody noticed that if you have closed captioning on, then uh, it actually says that, it doesn't say the, the series is streaming Friday. It says the series is dreaming, as in D, dreaming Friday. So is Wanda asleep? Is she being forced to see all this? No clue. There's a theory out there that the people that Wanda and Vision interact with are like actually doctors in real life that are trying to help Wanda deal with her grief of losing Vision. And I guess that would make sense. Um, Vision's tie has a box on it. It's like a rectangle, but it has two dots in it. So is it like an homage to like Wanda and Vision being trapped in the box? There's two dots outside of the box too. So are those the people watching them in the box? I don't know. Um, right now there's rumors about this Marvel character Nightmare in uh, Doctor Strange 2. And basically what he does, he's the leader of the dream dimension in the in the comics. Yes, I looked this up, because I don't know anything about the comics. But he basically, I don't know, tortures people in the dream dimension. So maybe Wanda's in a dream and Nightmare's controlling it, because they said that WandaVision would lead right into uh, Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness and Spider-Man 3. So I have a feeling it probably has something to do with Nightmare. That makes sense. And it's Doctor Strange. Uh, it's his first nemesis. So that would make sense to be in the story. Wanda's also in Doctor Strange 2, so the story has to, like, I don't know, continue. <laughs> the neighbor Agnes, there's a theory right now that she's actually Agatha Harkness. If you take the first two letters of Agatha, Ag, and then the last couple letters of Harkness, you Agnes. And that's the neighbor's name. 
And Agatha Harkness is basically just a witch who's thousands of years old, and she has a cat as a familiar, and uh, she wears a stone around her neck just like Agnes does, the neighbor. She's also even seen dressed as a witch in the trailer, but maybe that's just like a Halloween episode or something. I feel like that would be kind of random though. But then again, this show is pretty weird so far, so I don't know what it's going to pull. Um, basically, Agatha is seen as an ally and a villain to Wanda. Um, but she also, so like she bounces back and forth. So she's either helping Wanda or she is working for potentially Nightmare. She could be working for Nightmare. But I don't know. Maybe she's just making sure that everything goes smoothly in the dream dimension for him. But that's all speculation. Um, they also have a couple uh, references to older uh, sitcoms from the 50s and 60s. The first episode is geared more 50s and the second's more 60s. And I'm assuming the third's going to be more 70s because of the end of episode two. Um, the dress that Wanda wears in the first episode when they are about to eat dinner with the hearts and she thought it was the anniversary so she put on a, a dress for Vision. That's a reference to the Dick Van Dyke show. Um, and in the second episode there's like a bunch of bewitched references because they have a variety act just like Wanda and Vision do. In the first shot of the first episode, they've just been married. And um, they're making their way to their uh, little house in Westview. And um, this is an interesting concept because in story writing, when things go west, it means they've changed from originality. So is that an homage to that? Um, I said Wanda's definitely influenced by 50 sitcoms because if she's the one controlling this, then, I mean, it would make sense that she was influenced by them. But what wouldn't make sense is, like, her growing up on these shows. I mean, I guess some people do, but, like, not many anymore. Uh, Wanda and Vision don't have any rings on their fingers, which was weird. They don't remember getting married, really. Um, there's a reference to Bewitched with Vision's dress code in that second episode. Or no, the first episode, I'm sorry. They think their anniversary is that night in the first episode, but it's actually dinner with the hearts. The heart, Mr. Heart is actually uh, Vision's boss and not really sure what he does. Um, Mr. Hart could either be Jonathan Hart or Agent Hart from the comics. This is what I read. Um, I don't know what that means. <laughs> so we're just gonna move on. I didn't do the research on Agent Hart because I'd never heard of them and it just didn't seem like something important. Seems like a stretch. Um, at the end of the episode, we find out that Wanda's pregnant. Um, but like, 
they're, they have twins in the comments. And we know that they have twins from the commercials. So, we know that one of the twins has to be speed from the comics because Vision moves at super speed at work, so he's definitely going to inherit that. Wicked and Speed is probably the twins that they're having. Um, in every episode we see a commercial. In the first episode we see one about a toaster uh, made by Stark Industries though, which was kind of random, but it's not. Because the second episode has a commercial for a watch, and on the watch it says Strucker, and it has the Hydra symbol on it. Now, I've this is my theory. I just think that these are things that have traumatized Wanda. Strucker was the person who did experiments on her in Age of Ultron, her and her brother. And, um, yeah, he was a part of Hydra. In Stark Industries, she's traumatized by that because in Age of Ultron they talk about how um, a bomb landed in front of Wanda and Quicksilver and it said Stark Industries on it and they stared at it for days waiting for it to go off but it never did. So she's traumatized by that. Um, they have the hearts over and Mrs. Hart is from that 70s show. She plays Kitty. Apparently her great-nephew like begged her to be on WandaVision and was like, you, you have to take this. And she said that it's the most fun that she's ever had on set, apparently. <laughs> uh, the wine bottle says something in French, I think. Um, and uh, it's translated to House of Contempt. House of M? House of M is related to Wanda, and that could maybe introduce the X-Men later on in the series, which would be absolutely crazy. I also have that Wanda and Vision don't know anything about the relationship history, which is very strange. Maybe we'll find out more about that, maybe we won't. During Dinner with the Hearts, uh, Mr. Hart has a choking experience. And Mrs. Hart the whole time is just kind of going, oh, stop it, stop it. And it's very creepy and out of place. I don't really think there's any meaning behind it. It's just like the show is creepy and out of place sometimes. <laughs> it's just, I don't know. Um, at the end of the first episode, we can see that, uh, when the credits come on, there's somebody watching the screen. Like, watching the show WandaVision, I guess? And, um, you can see a symbol for sword. Sword is like shield. Sword deals with multiple realities and, like, stuff like that, so it would make sense, like, if Wanda made her own reality, then S.W.O.R.D. would be watching over it. Um, and I'm sure you have questions about that beekeeper in the second episode. Well, he has a S.W.O.R.D. symbol on the back of his shirt, so I'm sure he has something to do with whatever's going on. Um, 
I kind of jumped around with my Easter eggs this time because it's two episodes I gotta go over. Episode 2 got a animated intro referencing I Dream of Genie. Also, uh, every intro is uh, made by the people who wrote the songs for Frozen. And Coco? I think they did Coco too. Um, Wanda and Vision just practiced their magic act. Basically the whole episode, the second one. Um, the Grim Reaper and Mephisto could appear. Is that the mailman and Dottie? Um, the devils are referenced many times throughout this episode, so that's probably referencing Mephisto. Uh, Mephisto is just this big bad guy who's basically the devil. Um... I mean, I don't have too much more on Mephisto other than that, but, like, apparently he has the capability of being worse than Thanos, so we could see what happens there. Maybe he's the new Thanos. Or she. I don't know if Mephisto is a he or she. There's theories that Dottie's actually Mephisto because she's the key to everything and bleeds. Wait, what? Oh, no, 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 this is me saying, debunking that theory, because she bleeds, showing that she's not in control of the reality, which means she's not Mephisto. That wouldn't make any sense. Uh, Monica Rambeau is at the meeting with Dottie. If you don't remember who that is, that's the little girl um, in Captain Marvel. Uh... Captain Marvel's friend has a daughter, and the little girl is Monica Rambeau. And she's like a superhero. But she is somehow in this reality too, which doesn't make any sense, much like the rest of the show. Um, then I just, I get three more highlights. Vision gets gum stuck in his body and acts drunk. That was clever. It was funny. And at the end of the episodes, uh, Wanda changes the reality to like the 70s or the 60s because it's in color. And color TV, I know, was introduced in 1961. Yeah. And we hear a voice in the second episode saying, Who's doing this to you, Wanda? And that's probably... Uh, that's probably the FBI agent from Ant-Man and the Wasp. Because he's confirmed to be in the cast. So. I would be on the lookout for him. I don't know why he would be with Sword, but. Eh, I don't know. Maybe the FBI has something to do with it. But yeah. Um. The first two episodes of WandaVision were okay. I really hope it picks up because I was not too satisfied with this. I can see how crazy it's going to get. So, I'm excited to see where this goes. So yeah, thank you guys so much for listening. Um, let me know what you guys thought of the first two episodes of WandaVision. I'll be back reviewing every episode that comes out weekly. And uh, 
Let me know what you guys want me to review. And thank you guys so much for listening. Be nice to each other out there.